Well, hello and welcome to the world of Down is Up, where everything you think you know, you don't know, and what you think is real isn't real. It's crazy world we're living in right now. Today is, as I sit here and record, well, it's the middle of the night, so it's actually Monday, the 15th of March, the Ides of March. And I have a few little topics that I want to discuss with you. Varying things happened within the past few days. Um, all of which are causes for concern, but not the least of which is um, what's going on with Cuomo. I think we need to get a new bumper sticker that says Cuomo must go. He's a mess. He's just a mess. I think he's up to seven or maybe eight now women who are accusing him of in some way, shape, or form coming on to them, for lack of a better term. And he just, in his arrogance, refuses to even come close to an admission or any sort of empathy. But, you know, narcissists do not have the ability to show any empathy. They, uh, I don't know, you can't, you can't negotiate with the sociopath. Remember that. <clears throat> Excuse me. They don't have any reason or sanity or empathy and all they can think about is themselves. I know I was married to one and it was quite a ride, let me tell you. Um, so anyway... We'll see what happens there, but I, I find it very, very, very interesting that uh, even his Democrat cohorts are calling on him to step down. Those Democrats, man, they stick together. They're like glue. I'm telling you what, Republicans, you know, they're a fish out of water. They're, they're, they're I swear, we're a dime a dozen. It's like, which way is the wind blowing today? Do I want to agree with what we're saying or do I not want to agree? Which would, which will serve me better? But not those Democrats, man. They are going to stick together through anything. And it's usually the wrong thing. <laughs> like like this HR1 bill. Oh my gosh, the nightmare for our future. It's horrible. It's just horrible. It's... um basically going to uh, if it passes in the Senate which I'm praying that it won't I I have contacted my senators which I know does me no good because everybody in Nevada's Democrat except for a couple but it it's it's Washington DC on steroids here and uh, anyway the what they're basically trying to do with this bill is literally turn our world upside down. It it changes everything. And every day I hear another thing about it. It takes the power away from the states for the voting. It it allows 
um, ballot harvesting, no voter ID. They'll mail out ballots once you register for anything in the state, even if it's just a driver's license or if you receive any sort of help or any sort of public aid. Whenever you sign up for that, your name goes in and you're going to be automatically getting a ballot. And there's no updating of the rolls. So if the voter rolls, so if you, you know, move out of state or anything, doesn't matter, they're still going to mail it the ballot out and whoever lives in your old house is going to get it and could vote it and doesn't matter. They're going to count it. Basically, any chance we have of ever having a fair election is gone if this thing goes through. And, uh, yeah, we just really need to be hounding on our senators that, 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 doesn't happen if it does it's just one more one more pile one more brick to add to the pile on top of the camel does that make sense what is it the straw that broke the camel's back well these are bricks (laughs) we're in a crazy crazy time and something else that's happened that that i've been noticing um Every once in a while, all last week, I think I think I saw three or four different um, articles in the Epoch Times and um, the Gateway Pundit, and I can't remember where I saw another one, if I did, but, but um, people are being quietly arrested for election fraud. I know it happened in Texas and Arizona, and it's not making the news, and it was all for the 2020 election. And it's like, okay, if this, what, what is really going on here? Why are these supposed arrests happening? And yet we're not hearing about it on the media at all. You have to really look closely even on alternative media to see it. Um, I was going to say this for a little bit later, but it kind of leads into something, a video that I saw today, and I posted it on my parlor, and it went crazy. Um, if if you haven't followed me on parlor, just go to find me there on at Jill Joe. And um, anyway, so it's this video that was shot. It's about nine minutes long. And it's this guy who is staying, he says he's, I think he's at the Waldorf, is what he said. But he's staying and he can, he has a clear shot of the White House and the Oval Office. You can see the Washington Monument. You can see um, the, ellip- the ellipse. You can see where everything happened. And so he's watching CNN he, ha- he, he goes back and forth. He, he shows you what they're showing you is happening live at the White House on CNN, okay? And then he takes his camera, doesn't turn it off, crawls out his window, goes to where you can see the Rose Garden and the White House where this event that CNN supposedly says is happening and there's nothing there. 
Do you understand that? Okay, so for nine, I, I, I remembered exactly nine minutes, 11 seconds is how long the video was. I thought it was interesting because it was 911 and it stuck in my brain. But so he goes back and forth and back and forth and he shows CNN showing here's president beg my pardon excuse me I will not refer to him as that I I refuse he is not we'll call him chairman Biden Biden was on there at the Rose Garden supposedly outside the sun shining on him blah 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 and then they show Pelosi. Then they show Schumer. And supposedly there's all this hullabaloo going on in the Rose Garden, which is right outside the Oval Office, right? He goes over and he shows you. And there is nothing happening. Absolutely nothing. But this is supposedly happening live on CNN, right? And then at one point during the video, an ambulance comes by and he and he says, to his wife or whoever's with him in the, his room. He calls her honey, so I'm going to assume it's his wife. Um, girlfriend, whatever, and says, Honey, can you hear that siren? You should be hearing it now on the news. She says, Nope, no siren. <laughs> he goes back outside. You can hear the construction workers hammering, hammering, tap, tap, tap. But nothing so what is happening on the television that is being portrayed to us as live and real, that they're out there giving us whatever blah crap they're telling us is supposedly happening, is not happening. Do you hear that, me? Do you hear that, me? Me? Are you listening? <laughs> Stella's listening, huh, Stella? Stella's my cat. She's always here with me. Anyway, I'm telling you what, that was very, very, very convincing to me. And I have been on the fence about, okay, I don't know what to believe. I don't know what's really going on. I know that there's fences up. And, and you could actually see the fencing in the guy's video that was there. Um, and I know that our military is there. Like I said before, in, in one of my prior pod, podcasts, I have a small glimmer of hope for as long as that military is there. And I know it's driving people bananas. It is just making you crazy. It's making Tucker Carlson crazy. And I, I, I wish I had a way to get to Tucker and say, Tucker, think about it. If by some chance this is all a big lie that Trump backed off, but he's still president, which he really truly is because he actually did win. But anyway, and he... What if Trump stationed the military there and he's letting this all play out for whatever reason, we don't know. I really, really wish that Republicans would stop fighting it because I think as long as they're there, it's to our benefit. 
that gives me hope. The minute they pull out and leave, I think it's status quo. But as long as the military is in there, there's, there comes a chance. There, that day might just happen when military tribunals happen and we see mass arrests of, you know, Clinton and all of those people that we hate so much for all their lies and justice. We get some justice. You know, that's really all we want, isn't it? Is just some justice. I'm telling you, I think that there there comes a time when we as a people get get to how do I say it? We we become defeated because we see what's going on. We see the reality. We know that there was a Russia hoax, not a single arrest. We, we why? How is Comey still walking around as a free man? I don't get it. And I don't like it. And you know, just it just makes me all the more anxious for the day when you know our father is is on the throne and he he gives everybody their judgment day because let me tell you every knee will bow but something big is going to happen i i don't see how much longer we're going to um put up with this and i mean it's are we headed to a revolution? You know, because revolutions, they are, um, they're made to destroy blatant inequalities. Is that where we're headed? Because I don't see any other way around it. I really, truly don't. What we have going on here is a blatant inequality of propaganda where the propaganda is being shoved down our throats by the minority. We are the majority. Now, I'm speaking of we as a, as a patriot population, okay? We, the patriot population, are the majority. I cannot say that we, the Christian population, are the majority. That I do not believe. I would love that. That would be wonderful. But I think that there are far um, fewer people in the world who have a true saving knowledge of Jesus and what it means to be a true follower of Jesus. And, you know, we're not the Nancy Pelosi's of the world who, who say they're such devout Catholics and whatever. And, you know, I pray for so and so. I pray for so-and-so. I pray for this. I pray for that. Well, good for you. You you know what? My pastor today, he said in church, some of your prayers just don't get heard. And why is that? Because it's wrapped up in you. Your prayers only get heard when the Holy Spirit is involved. And the Holy Spirit presents those to the Lord. And the Lord listens to them and says, Okay, 
I hear this. I got three answers. And God answers all of our prayers that he hears. He hears our prayers if we are praying in his will, which means we are in his word, which means we know what his will for our lives is. If we're in his word, and by that I mean, let me be blatant, you're reading the Bible, okay? When you read the Bible, you learn what is God's will for us as a people? What is his will for you as an individual? And if you're following that will, your prayers will be in line with that will. You won't be asking for, you know, things that maybe aren't necessarily the best for you. Because he will only give you the best. Where was I? Talking about Nancy Pelosi praying. Huh. I bet you he hasn't tuned into Nancy Pelosi in quite a while. Quite a while. Oh, okay, so that leads me to another thought. So I've recently been listening to um, a new, well, she's not new, but it's new to me, a podcast. I'd been listening, well, since Jovan pointed her out to me. Um, and her name is Monica Matthews. And she has a beautiful voice. Just even her speaking voice is beautiful. Boy, I tell you what, I'll listen to her and I'll think, wow, I'd listen to her just to hear her voice. She's a singer. She's a Grammy-nominated singer. And um, I haven't heard her say it yet, but at the very beginning of her podcast, she has um, her intro is someone singing the national anthem and I think it's her she's got a very beautiful voice and as a I, I, I would say as a singer myself I'm almost to the point now where I'm going to consider myself a former singer because my voice is so out of shape because I hardly ever sing anymore that I've, I'm losing my voice and it's it's starting to bother me because you know one thing I was thinking of is I got to be singing more because I want to be able to praise God when I'm with him and I want him to hear my voice and say, yeah, I gave you a nice voice, didn't I? <laughs> but I'm losing it. And it's really not good. But anyway, so back to um, Monica Matthews, who I I really respect her. I really, really do. I, I, I have many podcasts left to go to listen to, of hers. I'm very caught up on her recent ones. But because um, the weekends come and then I'm like, okay, I have nothing. I have no, I have no fodder. I need, I need podcasts on the weekends. What am I going to do? And um, so this past week, she did a podcast about Beth Moore. And it was interesting and I, ha- I want to be very careful in how I say this. Um, but Beth Moore made an announcement this last week that she is leaving the Southern Baptist Convention. Um, and she's been with that 
whatever it is, religion, religious affiliation. She's been affiliated with them forever. She's been a Southern Baptist for, I believe, most of her life. Um, and anyway, I know that from a few of the podcasts that Monica Matthews has a interesting per- perspective of Beth Moore, and she's absolutely entitled to it. She is, bless her. Um, Monica Matthews, I am older than you. <laughs> so if you ever listen to this, I should tell Joe Vaughn, hey, I mentioned Monica in, in, in my last podcast. Maybe you can get her to listen to it. That's what I'll do, huh? <laughs> anyway, she basically beat her up <laughs> and calls her a Pharisee and all of this. And I completely, 100%, understand why she did. I do. And I have to say I agree with her, with Monica, because over the past four years, my beloved Beth Moore, whom whom I have a lot of respect for, I really do. Um, in fact, I've told you I'm doing a Beth Moore Bible study right now. I'm doing Daniel and it's, it's really interesting. I'm, I'm sorry, I'm, this is a squirrel moment here. I'm going off. But I, I'm getting barraged with revelation, I'm telling you. And why is that? Why do you think that might be? I randomly decided to do this Beth Moore Daniel Bible study because I've had it forever and I hadn't, I didn't really do it the first time I did it. And so I'm doing it now. Well, my pastor Hal in Oceanside, he recently did a 12-week um, study on revelation. And now Pastor Greg Laurie, who I also follow faithfully, is doing a current study on Revelation, and my study on my own is in Revelation. I mean, what is going on? I'm getting a lot of Revelation stuff right now. And what I, what we're seeing in our real life is like crazy, right? So anyway, I wanted to, I wanted to give my take on the whole Beth Moore saga, okay? Now, and I also want to sort of weave it into the Monica Matthews thing. And if, you don't, if you're not familiar with her, I highly recommend listening to her podcast as well. I think she is very gifted, very um, wise, very um, wise as far as the word goes. Um, I think she has lived it. She has walked it. She knows it. I would say my biggest downfall that that I pray about more than anything is that I ask God to enable me to memorize better, to 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 know the scriptures at the at the drop of a pen. I want to be able to recite something. I want it to be written on on the tablets of my heart. I really really do, and I just have a horrible 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 time with memorization. Anyway, back to Monica. She is very, she's wise. And she called Beth Moore a Pharisee because Beth Moore, for the past four years, has been on her high horse and she doesn't like Donald Trump. Period. Okay? She doesn't like Donald Trump because he said the P word. And she doesn't like Donald Trump because I think that she's a Bush fanatic. I don't know for sure. 
But I agree with Monica in the sense that she was wrong. Beth Moore was wrong. Beth Moore could give a little more grace um, to President Trump in that I question how much research into him she has truly done. And I question uh, where she is coming from, from a perspective of forgiveness, for one thing. Um, it, it, it does grieve me greatly that she seems to be so against President Trump when that man has done more he did more for our country in four years than any other president. And I mean any other president. The list is long and the list is wide. And I'm telling you, promises made, promises kept. He did it and not many others have done it. And you know what's amazing is he did it and he did it again and again and again and again and again and again and again. He said it. He did it. He was consistent. And for Beth Moore not to be able to get past his past, I think that is a shortcoming. And I would say that to her face. I love her. I adore Beth Moore. In fact, I am going to go see her here in Las Vegas on March 26th. Let that be known, okay? I'm, I'm excited to see her. I think she is an amazing teacher. And I have seen her before. And I, I think that her heart is truly, truly genuine. And I, I think if Beth Moore heard what Monica Matthews said about her, Beth Moore would be broken. She would be devastated. I truly believe that she would be very, very sad to, to know that a person, any person, especially a woman of Christ, could have that opinion of her. That, that would really make her very, very sad. Um, and I know I'm going on and on about this, but this is really... I've often said that Beth Moore... Kathy Lee Gifford and Amy Grant and I are going to have a room together in heaven. <laughs> Those are my girls. And, you know, I, I struggled with listening to Monica Matthews beat her up. But then I, I also felt like, you know what? Beating her up may not have been the right route to take. But perhaps encouraging her, encouraging Beth more to open her mind a little would be a better way to go about it rather than beating her up. I don't ever want to beat anybody up. I 
I have something in me that, well, let me go on another squirrel trip here. My brother, when I was growing up, was vicious to me. And that's a whole nother story. But when I would dream about my brother, even in my dreams, one of my biggest frustrations was I would be trying to fight back with with him beating on me. And in my dreams, it was almost like I would go to punch him and there was some force, an invisible force, pushing on my fist and pushing it back so that my I couldn't like land my punches. And it drove me nuts. But I I as I've grown up and grown older, I I kind of feel like that was maybe even the Holy Spirit inside my dream showing me my own personality and teaching me that that's not who I am. I am not ever going to physically hurt anyone or um I don't even like to use words to hurt people, although if you make me mad enough and I cross that line, I guarantee you my tongue is my sharpest sword. <laughs> I have gotten myself in some serious trouble in my past with my tongue. But anyway, so I just wanted to say that that while I adore Beth Moore. I also am learning to adore this Monica Matthews. And as an elder to her, which I have waited a long time to become that person, let me tell you, I have waited many, many moons to not be the kid and to have a little wisdom. And not just to be a smarty pants, but to be able to pour that wisdom into someone else, it's very gratifying and, and it feels good. And so if I could, I would love to say to Monica Matthews, dear one, don't beat others up in your disapproval of them, but rather find a way to open their eyes and then build them up. That's all I'm saying. Really. And I agree with both. I agree with Beth. I think she's an amazing teacher, but I very much disagree with how she formed an opinion on President Trump and that was the bottom line. And she thought we were all just cult-like followers and blah, blah, blah. And that's wrong. She needs to open her eyes and... I truly, truly believe that God placed Donald Trump in front of us for a reason. And 80 million plus people agree with me, if not more. Anyway, so what else was I going to talk about today? Oh, huh. speaking of. 80 million plus people. I was I was I was going to mention something that's really um 
been bothering me about all of the censorship that we're seeing. Oh, oh, and censorship leads me to... Uh, I, I read this article this week. It was on childrenshealthdefense.org. It's Robert F. Kennedy Jr. I don't know if you guys follow him or what, but there is an article there that talked about how, and I think that it was, he began planning in 2000, in October of 2019, Bill Gates began planning how to use censorship of social media um, for anyone who was a vaccine safety advocate or anything. So well, I'm not making sense. The article is on childrenshealthdefense.org. If you go there and you search for Bill Gates um, planning um, how to censor via social media, you'll find the article. But the bottom line of it was that he worked with the CD. He, he wanted to use, in, this was in coercion with Big Pharma, the CDC, media, China, and the CIA. On It, it was planned that long in advance, he would use COVID or a vaccine situation. And I think, you know, COVID fell into his lap, basically. And he has a list of those that they have planned to ban. Anyone who even remotely tries to say the vaccines are bad, you're going to get banned. And we've seen it. We've, we've witnessed it. Look at Twitter. 400,000 people on Twitter have now been banned for, for disagreeing with the philosophy. The, this, this Marxist philosophy is literally taking over. And if it doesn't scare you, I want to know when, when it will. And when will you just say no? to things like, you know, the corporate training for your whiteness. If I were a working person, and I'm not, another discussion for another day, and I had to be in a place, I, there was a story about um, Panda Express and one store, okay, I, it wasn't the entire corporation, but one store was doing this um, corporate training on your whiteness. And they literally had this gal stripped down to her underwear and all kinds of stuff. And it, it was horrible, absolutely horrible. But the thing that gets me is it's like, the minute my employer asks me to start taking off my clothes, I'm out of there. There is no job on this planet that is worth staying at for that. None. Who does this? And yes, I can, I can understand the mentality of I have to have a job. I've got six babies at home I need to feed, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, I was that person. I had to keep my job. But you know what? I walked out on a job and I had babies to feed because it was a bad place to be. <laughs> it was a pharmaceutical company. Need I say more? 
I literally did. I left the job because I wasn't going to put up with their crap anymore. And that was nothing compared to what's going on today. You know, it, it, it's insanity. You cannot negotiate with these people. When, when somebody has the mentality that you are wrong because you are white and that you must relearn and be, be, be abjectly sorry for your, quote, whiteness, that's ridiculous. Nobody needs to play the victim. Nobody. Not me, not a black person, not an Asian person, not any person. God didn't give us that spirit of a victim. He gave us the spirit of victors. And we need to focus on that. Because the whole goal of this Bill Gates, Nancy Pelosi, Zuckerberg, Jeff Bezos, the elitist class in their Marxist world is that that they will never ever see or accept the, what's the right word? You know, the, the fluidity of the middle class and how the middle class keeps, keeps the world, keeps America in particular moving, you know, um, the middle class, if it weren't for the middle class, and the middle class is the majority, okay? The middle class is what makes up the patriots. We are the majority, and they hate us because they are elitists, and they will never accept it, and so they have to destroy it, and that's a Marxist mentality. And American patriots are driven by our freedom, We are driven by our need to achieve and to to go out and work and till the soil and plant a seed and watch the crop grow and harvest that crop and sell it and, and feed our families. And that's our motivation. Our motivation is to, to be left alone, to do our own thing, and live life and share the love. And Marxists and socialists are driven by servitude. They want you to serve them. And that comes back to this HR1 thing. This HR1 thing puts Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and the Democrats, the elitists, in control. I highly recommend you pull it up and you read it. We're going through a lot right now, people. And the end goal of these crazies, I'm telling you, the end goal of their, what they're doing is they're dumbing us down, okay? The propaganda machine is on high gear right now. I know it. I know it. I just saw it today. I witnessed it and it convinced me. I told you about it at the beginning. The video, okay? Please go to my parlor. Find the video that shows 
the guy recording the White House. And CNN saying, live at the White House right now, blah, blah, blah. And nothing is truly happening. They are brainwashing the masses. And we must, we must stop it. We have to stand strong. Because do you know what I truly believe their end goal is? I believe um, their quote-unquote Equality Act is very much proof of this. But the acceptance of the LGBTQRSTUVWXYZ movement, (laughs) add a letter, pick a letter, any letter, it'll do. The end goal of that is to get you so conditioned to the quote-unquote normalcy of that, to get you conditioned that transgenderism is normal, that a child is not... How do I want to say this? That a child can make up their own mind about their gender at the age of, oh, less than 10. That's crazy. They want us to accept what is not right, what is amoral, as the norm and as moral. Because all of these people, and all is a gross generalization, and I know it, but let's just say the vast majority of these people have their hand in satanic rituals that are steeped in pedophilia, okay? If you look at it, 400,000 children go missing around the world every year. That, that statistic, I believe, is correct. I, I think that number is sticking in my head for a reason. I don't have it in front of me. Um, but let me tell you what. Their goal is to get us so conditioned to the amoral and to get us to believe that down is up. And it, it, it even goes back to the voter age, okay? They're trying to lower the, voter, the voting age in this HR1 to 16. You can do that, but you can't vote. No, wait. If you lower the age to 16, you're essentially saying... A 16-year-old can make that kind of a decision. And a 16-year-old cannot make that kind of decision. A 16-year-old, when I was 16 years old, I knew who the president was. <sighs> Do you think I had any clue what what side of the fence I stood on? No, I had no idea. I had no idea what these decisions that I was voting, that I, if I was, was able to vote at 16 would have been 
on. In fact, I didn't even take the main civics class that taught me all that stuff until I was a senior in high school. And I, and I was actually a little bit different in that I went to girls' state and I learned all the parliamentary procedures and Robert's Rules of Order and all that kind of crap. But, and I enjoyed it, but I, I was so apolitical in the sense that I did not want to know anything about politics. I didn't. It wasn't until 2014 and God sent me a wake-up call one day and he said, little girl... I need you to start paying attention to the news. And I said, why? I really don't want to watch the news. The news is boring. Thank you. <laughs> little by little, I start watching the news. And little by little, I realize I'm becoming this political person. And little by little, I start learning things, things that I never knew before. And little by little, things start happening. And then there's this guy, he comes down an escalator and he says he's running for office. And I'm like, oh, I don't think so. I was like, are you kidding me? Donald Trump? You are freaking crazy. That's what we get? I personally loved Ben Carson. I was all about Ben Carson. I loved that guy. And I will always, 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 at even before God totally gave me this wake-up call, it was a message like one that was very loud and clear. I didn't actually hear his voice, but I knew I needed to start watching the news, and I knew God was telling me to do that. And I did. But... Even as, you know, when I first voted as an 18-year-old and all that, I, I voted for my belief system. And anybody who says they're going to vote for a Democrat that claims to be a person who professes to be a lover of Jesus, yet will vote for someone who is pro-abortion, pro-killing of babies... That's what it is. In fact, someone, I heard someone say that even using the term abortion is a form of brainwashing to get the mentality that it is not a bad thing out there and that we are not, as Christians, we should refrain from using the word abortion Rather, we should call it what it is, and we should say it is the murder of a baby. Because that is part of this entire thing we're getting back to, coming back around here to the whole Marxist philosophy. Take God out. Take goodness out. Take the middle class out. Take freedom out. Remove the mentality from your children's schooling. Start using the proper verbiage, the words. Use the correct words. Um, we're going to start feeding it to you. And 
Look up the Smith-Munt Act about what happened with Obama and how he changed it to where the news was going to start being feeding, feeding, feeding propaganda instead of actually telling the truth and and being a, they can be bought off, basically, is what it says. Anyway, I just am trying to wake you up. I'm just trying to give you more information and give you more things to think about and For me, the bottom line is I have to have a boundary. You know, we have to uh, guard our vessel. We have to say what goes in to my mind. What will I allow? What will I nurture in my soul? Where's my limit? We have to ask ourselves that. And we have to be willing to to not step outside of our boundaries and say, you know what? Nope, I'm not going to vote for a guy who says that it's okay to do an abortion. Just killing babies ain't good. Uh Uh-uh, not going to happen. Because one little slip like that leads to another, leads to another, leads to another, leads to normalization, leads to your mind believing that down is up. And that's what we're definitely being fed right now. And I pray, oh, do I pray, Lord Jesus, please do something big. Help us here. We are in a spiral. And I'm just hoping that someone's going to pull a trigger and we're going to see things flip back to the way they're supposed to be. Because right now what we're seeing is the opposite. We are living in opposite world. It's Wacky Wednesday every day. (laughs) Anyway, people, I hope you have a wonderful week. I will come back and talk with you when I have something interesting to say. Monica Matthews, if you listen to this podcast, I love you. And... Give Beth Moore a little bit of a break. She would give one to you. I know she would. I may know that. And I know that we're being brainwashed and we are being lied to. That's pretty much all I know. But as you know, I always say, I really, really know nothing. Nothing.